Heritage is important to nations, nationalities, and families, and its meaning is often passed down from generation to generation. But by far the best heritage is faith in God's Word, starting with the book of Genesis. We have the scriptural truth, we have the scientific truth, but the truth does you no good if you don't pass it on and if you don't use it. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. Speaking about the Lord, David proclaimed in Psalm 16, verse 6, Yea, I have a goodly heritage. As Bible-believing Christians, it's important to pass on this goodly heritage to the next generation, and the best place to start is in the beginning. Please stay with us for the next 15 minutes as we discuss the importance of passing the biblical truth of creation to the next generation. Dr. Thomas Kendall is president of Reasons for Faith Ministries in Eagle Point, Oregon. He says, The biblical truth of creation is a heritage of utmost importance and must be passed on to our next generation. As Psalm 11.3 says, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And when you think about it, if we don't have the foundation for our faith in the Bible, in the Word of God, in what we believe, then we have nothing that's going to stand the forces of deceit and attack that are so prominent in the world today. And that foundation for faith in God's Word starts in Genesis 1-1, which says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. If that verse is true and defensible, then there's no reason anyone should doubt anything else in the Bible. If God exists and he can create everything in heaven and earth by his supernatural power, then there's simply no logical reason to doubt anything else in the Bible as being true. If that kind of God exists, he can certainly do the virgin birth. He can certainly do the resurrection. He can certainly do the miracle of salvation and the new birth. But the force of the enemy in these last days has been to attack the foundation of creation, of God's existence and of his being creator and of the Bible being his word. And that's the area where, unfortunately, the Christian church has compromised so much in uh, in these last days. And we have to realize that truth can be lost in even just one generation. Doug Phillips is an ICR adjunct professor of apologetics and president of Vision Forum in San Antonio, Texas. He says it's essential that the younger generation be taught the heritage of scriptural truth. We're told, for example, in Psalm 78, that we're to tell the great deeds of God to our children. We're told over and over again to remember, to remember, to remember. Children are told to ask, to ask. And so our message to the present generation must be this. What are the great truths that God reveals in Scripture? What are the great battles of our day and of our father's days? And how may we pass these on to our children? I believe the answer is clear on the issue of creationism. The battle over the integrity of the Bible and the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, is the foundational debate of the 20th century. Creationism versus evolutionism. And where we stand on this debate will condition the future of the church, our families, and our very nation. Jim Stambaugh, director of institutional research at Patrick Henry College in Virginia, would agree. And he cautions that even Christian homes are not immune to the lie of evolution and must take a firm stand on the truth of creation. Having the proper foundation of God as the creator is crucial to having a good, solid foundation in terms of biblical theology. And that has to be passed on from one generation to the next. Because often we can see this in our society today, that those who grew up in a home that 
believed in creation that was not necessarily taught, we can see that they have then deviated from one generation to the next. And frankly, I don't want that to be true of my children. Doug Phillips says it's crucial that the current generation is not neglectful in passing on a solid belief in God's Word to the next generation. Here's what's at stake. We will either teach the Genesis record, the literal historical 24-hour Genesis account to our children, and they will believe God, or they will embrace some compromised view that will eventually lend them to theological error and ultimately to cultural disaster. This is the battle of our day. It's a battle of the generations that went all the way back to the Greeks. In fact, it went all the way back to the very garden where the serpent said, hath God said. And we must recognize that this is the battle our children must fight. Failure to do so dooms them and their posterity to an evolutionary nightmare in which there is little regard for human life, political dignity, or the role of the Church of Jesus Christ in society. Dr. Kindle. If we do not pass on the truth of scientific creationism, if we drop the ball, so to speak, that's it. If it's not passed on, as I said, in one generation, it's lost. And the enemy is out there, as Jesus himself indicated when his disciples asked him about the signs of the last days, Jesus indicated one of the greatest signs would be deception. He said, take heed that no man deceive you. And deception is so rampant in our culture, especially about evolutionism, that if we fail to rise up against it, if we fail to pass on the tools and the weapons to the next generation, they will be overcome, because the only way to defeat deception is with truth. And we have the scriptural truth, we have the scientific truth, but the truth does you no good if you don't pass it on and if you don't use it. What good is it to acknowledge that Jesus is the Creator, the Son of God, if you don't accept Him as Lord and Savior? What good is it to have the truth if you don't pass it on and bring the truth that the Scripture says will set people free? Jim Stambaugh says we can see the damage that has already been done due to a lack of faith in God's Word. When we fail to pass on a godly heritage, pass on good, sound biblical theology from one generation to the next, we can see churches celebrating Darwinism. We can see them celebrating the doctrine of evolution. There are churches who at one time started out being sound. Now, they not only endorse evolution, but they ordain homosexual pastors. So there are theological implications, and often, while they're not going to be lived out from one generation to the next, if you set that domino in motion, eventually someone's going to come down to the end of the line and say, hey, if God didn't create Adam and Eve initially, as a man and a woman, that form marriage, then, hey, if that's not true, then, hey, I really can go out and marry my boyfriend if I choose. So a man can be with a man, or a woman can be with a woman. I mean, that's okay. If we don't pass on the proper foundation biblically and theologically, we will ultimately condemn that next generation to error. Dr. Kendall believes that because of the lack of a strong Genesis foundation, Many young people from Christian homes and churches end up rejecting the goodly heritage that is offered them in the scriptures. When we look at the statistics, it's just frightening how much attrition there is from the Christian church, where they estimate up to 70% of our children, even though they were raised in church, went to Sunday school, within one or two years of going off to a secular college or university, 70% of them fall away from the faith. And I think part of that is just the sinful nature of man, rebellious nature of man when they get out from under parental authority. But I also think a lot of it is that the parents didn't pass on to them 
the proper foundation. But isn't it the church's job to make sure the young people are well grounded in the Word of God? Dr. Kindle says parents, particularly fathers, are the ones responsible for bringing up their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Another thing I think Christians make an error in in trying to pass on what the Bible calls in Psalm 16 the goodly heritage that God has given us, especially when it comes to creation science, is that parents often trust the Christian school or the Sunday school teacher or even the Christian college to teach their children the truth. And when you look at the scripture, it seems very clear that the fathers are accountable before God to train their children in the ways of the Lord, to bring them up in the things of the Lord. And the most important thing they can do is teach them the truth of creation, not only scripturally, but also with the scientific evidence that we have today. Doug Phillips agrees and says teaching the truth of creation must begin at home by opening up the Bible, reading it, and believing it. Every time dads come home and they say, children, I believe God's word, just as the Bible says God created the world in six 24-hour days, they're communicating confidence to their children. You know, that's how I became a Christian. My father said just that, and it was instrumental in leading me to Christ. My dad's confidence in the Genesis account of creation. And that's what we need to be doing. We need to be going to churches where there is no compromise on the book of Genesis. We need to be reading textbooks and other books that firmly stand squarely on the foundation of the Word of God. And more than anything, we just need to be reading the Bible at home and communicating confidence in it. This one thing will transform family life and as the Holy Spirit blesses the very souls of your children. And Dr. Kendall says when a strong foundation is built on the goodly heritage of God's Word, young people will be able to stand in the battles they will face out in the world. When you know in your heart that creation is true and the Bible is true and you know how to defend it, you're not going to be shaken when your faith is attacked. And it is vehemently and brutally attacked in many of our colleges and universities today. The good news is that more and more people are questioning the validity of evolution and are becoming more open to the truth about creation. Increasingly, God has been raising up a standard of righteousness. Increasingly, we have been getting the truth that we can use, and increasingly, people are getting excited. And I see no reason why the creation revival cannot continue to grow. I think the enemy is scared. He is about being put to flight. And we need to press home and utterly destroy the enemy while we've got him on the run. And I think we do nowadays. And uh, if we drop the baton at this time, it would be utterly horrific. I mean, we're on the verge of tremendous victory for the new generation. And it is our obligation before God and for our children that we pass on this truth that will keep them free. Dr. Kendall also points out that the goodly heritage of God's Word gives creationists an advantage when it comes to studying science. The beautiful thing about creation science is because we believe the universe was intelligently designed and it was made by a supernatural, intelligent, rational God that we can investigate it. We can literally think God's thoughts after him. We have a better basis for understanding real scientific knowledge than the evolutionists ever had because they believe basically everything from chaos and randomness was what produced everything, so there really shouldn't be any rhyme or reason but of course there is, and we have the best basis for uncovering the truth because we have a rational basis for scientific investigation because of our belief in a rational and intelligent God that created it all. And with his word and with his help and with his inspiration, with the gifts he has given us, we can continue to think his thoughts after him 
we can continue to stand against the enemies of the gospel. You know, the scripture says to refute the gainsayers, not to ignore them. However, just knowing that God is the creator isn't enough. To have the goodly heritage of the Lord, we must first belong to God through Jesus Christ. Yeah, and the most important thing is that we don't just know facts of science, we don't just know the fact that the Bible is true and it is the Word of God, but that we make that personal commitment. It's not just that God exists, but that we can have a relationship with Him and that we can have eternity with Him as His children and as the bride of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. And so people need to take that further step, not just acknowledging, yes, there is a God, there must be a Creator. Yes, the Bible must be as inspired word, but to go the final step and say, I will enter that relationship with God for eternity through the redemption that we have through the blood of Jesus Christ, our Creator and our Savior. That's what life is all about. As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.